1: Can't wait. Kip Patrick. Enzo. So Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets
0: win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs
2: in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to NFL Friday. I am Matt Benson alongside Joe Masters and Will Jing. We're headed into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and this is a very exciting time across the league, but especially here in New York as the Giants won their wildcard game against the Minnesota Vikings. But before we get into that, Joe, how are you looking forward to going into this
2: weekend? I can't wait. I mean, what a, what a weekend of football last weekend that was. I mean, just every game had something going on, had people on the edge of their seat. So I'm looking forward to uh, what the next couple of days holds.
1: Yeah, there were so many so many comeback so many comeback games. It was just so entertaining to watch. Will, how are you feeling going in this weekend?
0: I'm just excited for more football playoffs. I feel like it's for me compared to all the other sports, it it pulls me in more. I don't know why, but I guess maybe it's cuz of single elimination and I feel like there's a lot of good teams this year. A lot of teams that could I mean, we we have all our predictions obviously, but I feel like a lot of these teams do have a shot at making it to the Super Bowl and potentially winning.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think what's really cool about the NFL playoffs is that if one of the underdogs wins a game, it throws a wrench into the entire playoff seedings, which is just it's such a big deal when there are so many top dog teams that if they get upset, it changes everything. So let's kick it off with the Giants, though. We're in New York, so they beat the Minnesota Vikings thirty-one to twenty-four. Daniel Jones had an incredible game this this past weekend, throwing for over 300 yards and rushing for 78 more. He was the Giants' leading rusher. So first, Will, what's uh, what stuck out to you the most in that win for the Giants? I think just um, them being able to
0: once again they're not they're not favorites, right? Um, in this game, obviously the Vikings were, you know, in the home stretch of the season, struggling a little bit, and I think it shows that the Giants have fight. And, you know, even though the, Vi- the Vikings were struggling, they're, they're still a solid team, you know, a playoff team. I believe they were the number two seed, am I right? Or the number three seed. The three seed, I think. Um, The three seed coming into the playoffs. And so I think that just the fact that they beat the Vikings gives them a little bit of momentum heading into this matchup with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Joe, um, I just want to ask you, like, how big was it for Daniel Jones to have as big of a game that he had? Because we're in- we're not used to seeing him throw for 300 yards too often with two touchdowns and on top of that rushing for 78 more yards. Like We've seen him run the ball, we've seen him pass the ball at times, but to combine both of those in the same game is something we haven't seen often.
2: Yeah, and you kind of put it really well there. Uh, we've seen certain different games he's done some things well. He's thrown it well one game and ran it well the other, and this is I feel like maybe the first game where he's really put it all together into one huge, almost breakout of a game for him, and it happened to be in the biggest game of his life, in the playoffs, on the road. Uh, I'd say pretty pretty heavy dogs, although I I think everyone going into it thought it was going to be close because the Vikings, how many one-score games they've been in this year, uh, they were kind of being labeled as a fraudulent three-seed as, as, as however many wins they had. Um, but, I mean, for Daniel Jones and sort of, this kind of cast of misfits, uh, if you look at their wide receiver room, I mean, Isaiah Hodgins, who they signed mid- midway through the season, has been their leading receiver since he's set foot on the field, and no one would have seen that coming into the season. Um, and for them to go into the Vikings' house, uh, you, got chance, you got the skull chance, got the air horn going loud the whole game, uh, for them to come out on top, and as an offensive shootout, too, is something I did not see coming. Um, I think I thought that going into this, if the Giants were going to come out on top, it was going to have to be their defense, it was going to have to shut down that. Uh, the, the Vikings attack, and they actually you know outscored them they look at like the better team on all facets of, on all facets of the field, so it was really impressive and especially obviously you mentioned daniel jones seventy eight yards on the ground it's just an amazing game for him, and the Giants as a whole team
1: yeah, absolutely and one thing I just want to mention that you brought up is the wide receiver room, which is not extremely impressive by any means and it just makes you wonder, obviously, the Giants can only play with what they have right now, but looking forward to next year, like, is that something you really think the Giants need to improve on? Is that wide receiver room with free agency?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously something, um, I mean, any Giants fan and anyone that just watches the team, it's it's a kind of a glaring hole. I mean, they're they're figuring it out as they go right now because this is what they have. Um, I mean, I think you do have really a solid piece there with Hodgins, um, but... The wide receiver free agency class isn't looking great. I mean, there was the rumors about Odell, but I don't think I mean, that's obviously not going to happen anymore. Um, so I think he's going to wait till the offseason, so maybe they could see something there. But, I mean, you turn towards this trade market, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it looks like the Cardinals kind of going through a—, a, a They're re- not in the best situation right now. Yeah, I don't want to call it a rebuild because they still have Kyler under that massive contract. You can call it a, a reboot, I guess. I think they're looking to move him. Um, and, I mean, if you're looking at Daniel Jones and you're seeing what he's doing, I mean, you just your, your mind, your mind wonders when you realize maybe what he can do with a true wide receiver one on this team.
1: Yeah, especially when you've looked at the success of the Bills and the Eagles the past couple of years. When you, add, when you give Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, when you give Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and they blossom into very strong quarterbacks— like, neither of those quarterbacks had great first couple seasons. They showed potential, just like what Daniel Jones is doing right now, but they didn't have the receivers to really help them moving uh, in their season.
2: Yeah, and if you want to ask anyone uh, how much a wide receiver one has helped them, just, yeah, exactly, just ask the quarterbacks. They'll tell you first that, you know, getting that alpha dog that you know you can just throw it up to and they'll likely come down with it. Uh, it just, I mean, even look at Kirk Cousins with, with Justin Jefferson. Um which is probably one of the most fair trades in NFL history looking back on that Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson but just the the power that uh, a true just alpha X receiver can do for a young quarterback in particular it just it can transform their career.
1: Yeah, absolutely and even you can look at the Packers now in the opposite scenario with Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams. You you saw how bad they were this year. So, let's move on though to this week cuz they've got a huge game against the Eagles coming up this weekend. A divisional game in the divisional round. The Eagles have beaten the Giants in both of their games this year, though the Giants did rest their starters in Week 18 and gave them a really good battle. So, Will, what do you think the Giants' chances are heading into this game against the Eagles? I think they have a chance, um, you know, from the
0: momentum that they gained uh, over their win against the Vikings. I think they definitely have a fighting chance. But I think it's going to be tough. The Eagles... I said this on other I think I said this on one on one. I don't think that they're the massive contenders that everyone's making them to be, and but they're still they're still the number one seed. They still have that extra week of rest. they still have Jalen hurts, they still have weapons, so I think the Giants do have a chance. I'll give them if I had to put a number on it, I'll give them maybe a thirty percent chance to walk out of this week with a win.
1: yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty reasonable. And Joe, you're probably the most neutral person here, because I'm an Eagles fan, you're a Commanders fan, so you're kind of just watching from afar. But what do you think the Giants' chances are to beat the Eagles this week?
2: Yeah, Well, being a Commanders fan, this is really a lose-lose situation for me watching this game, because I'm not really happy if a- either team wins. And but... you get
1: the Cowboys in the other game. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah,
2: It's not really a fun weekend from that perspective. But um, I'm a little bit more confident in the Giants. I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, whenever there's you know, uh, teams that play for the third time this season, divisional matchups in the playoffs, it's rarely ever a blowout. I um, mean, you even saw last weekend with the uh, with the Seahawks and the Niners. I know I got away from them in the end, but, I mean, the Seahawks were up at halftime, which I, I think was shocking everybody at that time. Um, but I, I still have the Eagles, but I think it's going to be, you know, by a field goal. I think I think it's at least going to be within a touchdown. I think the Giants obviously have some momentum going for them from last weekend, but – that week eighteen matchup, they played third stringers, backups, and it was kind of a close game. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a blowout. I mean, Davis Webb was just making it kind of interesting. So there has to be some sort of uh, confidence boost right there. And I, I just, I think this Giants team is, is pretty loose. I mean, you see them dancing around in practice, uh, and it seems like all the teammates they definitely believe in their quarterback, uh, in Daniel Jones. So I think it'll be an interesting matchup, prime time Saturday night. I think maybe that home field advantage kinda of gives the Eagles a boost they need against the Giants, but I definitely by any means I don't think it's gonna be a, a like a one sided matchup. I think it's gonna be really close.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think from what we've seen at the Eagles in the end of the regular season was not too impressive in my opinion. And that was as an Eagles fan. I think I think it's gonna be really big getting Lane Johnson back at right tackle for the Eagles. He was out the past few weeks and giving Jalen Hurts two more weeks to get healthy, it can only it's it's only a good thing for a shoulder. So Hopefully, as an Eagles fan, he will be able to run the ball more, which we didn't see much against the Giants. I know Will Talent behind the glass has the Giants winning by seven, but I think the Eagles are going to win the game by seven points. So now let's talk about the other Saturday matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. The Chiefs are coming off the first round bye, but the Jags, what a game they played last weekend. Will, what what were your thoughts on that game? Because that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, I wasn't watching at the very beginning of the game. I checked the score. I was busy doing something else. I checked the score. I was like, it's 17-0. You know, this game's over. I'm going to go pack up, come back to school. And later I'm like, you know what? Let me take a look again. Let me see what's going on. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually a game. And I go to my basement, I turn on the TV, and lo and behold, here comes the Jags and they come back. And for me, it was shocking because, you know, I personally didn't think the Jags had a chance. You know, they barely made it, squeeze into the playoffs with that win against the Titans, you know, last game finally. I didn't expect them to win, but I mean, considering how they played at the end of the season, I guess it's not a complete surprise in a way at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was in my opinion that was one of the f- most fun football games I've watched. Them them being down 27-7 at halftime if I remember right. And then I remember Tony Juntee talking on the broadcast talking about how hey, The Jags just need to get a touchdown here, get a stop, score another touchdown. And they did almost exactly that, and they ended up winning the game on a field goal. Joe, do you think that they'll be able to keep their momentum against the Chiefs? The Chiefs are such a good team. It's hard to to say they will, but momentum is a big thing in sports.
2: Yeah, it's a huge thing in sports. and I mean, if we're looking around the NFL, who has more momentum right now than the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, it's kind of hard to find. I think people are kind of uh, maybe not giving them that... Bonus because of who they're playing, and it's just easy to look at this and say, Okay, Chiefs are gonna win, it's they're at home. Which I agree, I think the Chiefs are gonna win, but uh, the Jags caught fire second half of the season, and then you're down 27 to zero, and you come back at home. I mean, that's just a game winning field goal. I mean, there's, there's really you can't, you know, as Trevor Lawrence said, you can't write a better script. Um, so I think they're gonna come out with some energy, I think it'll be close. Kind of like maybe the Seahawks 49ers game will be close in the beginning. Maybe they're even up at half, or it'll be at least close in that sense. And then I think the Chiefs, with their experience, Mahomes rarely loses in the playoffs. He has 105 passer rating in the playoffs. So I think they'll pull away in the second half. But uh, I don't think this is going to be some sort of, you know, just dominant versus an inferior team. I think the Jags have more confidence in themselves than any other team in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a tough matchup. We all know that. But I think a big thing for the Jaguars, if they're going to have success, is going to be which Trevor Lawrence are you going to get. Because that game was a tale of two halves, where he threw four picks in the first half, and then he threw three touchdowns in the second half. So you really don't know. But the other question is their defense, which is it has its moments, and then it also doesn't have their moments. So, Joe, do you think the defense will be able to step it up this weekend? Because – in the first half, their defense was not stepping up.
2: Yeah, well, uh, just like we said, it's the same uh, same deal with the first half Trevor Lawrence, second half Trevor Lawrence, it's first half Jags defense, second half Jags defense. And, I mean, in this game with you know who they're playing, they could come out and play pretty well, and you could still give up 30 points because you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, I don't want to set too high of expectations for this Jags defense. I think if you just make a couple stops, maybe a turnover here and there. Mahomes has kind of been prone to maybe forcing it a little bit too much. But I think it'll be tough for them to to keep up that full on second half momentum they build against the Chargers because it's just a different a different beast and arrowhead awaiting them. So I'm not as confident there, but I think I think it'll be an interesting game. I don't I don't think it's gonna be some some down to the wire type game, but I think the Jags will put up a good fight.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think I think one thing that's gonna be cool about this game is if it's close in the third quarter, be ready for some trick plays from Doug Peterson because he's he's done it before. We even saw it on fourth down last weekend against the Chargers where he decided to call a timeout, do an outside run instead of doing the QB sneak up the middle, and then Etienne gets what, twenty five yards to to put them into field goal range, which was huge. So I think I think they're a well coached team. They're a young team that this experience is only gonna be good for them. I think I think they can only go up from here even if they lose this game. But now let's move on to the Sunday slate because I know, Will, you're excited about about this coming game, the Dallas Cowboys game against the 49ers. That will be played at eight fifteen. The Cowboys dominated the Bucks last weekend, who I didn't think the Bucs were too good of a team. But do you think they'll be able to continue their success this throughout the rest of the playoffs? I mean, we were laughing about this before
0: the show, but I think they'll continue it. And I don't know if we're gonna to get to this later, but I think they're gonna continue it all the way to the to the Super Bowl. Um, I just think that for, personally for me, they're coming off of you know an easy as as you just said a massive win over the Bucs. and then the Niners. Yeah, they definitely pulled away in the second half, but they were going you know toe to toe with the with the Seahawks in the first half, and I believe the Seahawks were actually leading going into the second half. So I think that just shows cracks for the Niners in the foundation, and I feel like the fact that they don't have a QB. I think that's going to be one of the things that one of those key... I mean, they, they don't have a great QB um, for the 49ers. I think that's going to be one of the key differences that, you know, from typical uh teams that we see, you know, going on, making deep runs into the playoffs. I think that's going to be the key thing that allows the Cowboys to beat them just by a small margin.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh Joe, what are your thoughts? Because... At least, in my opinion, I think the 49ers are going to win the game. I think they have the best chance of winning the NFC in total. I just think they're just a very complete team. I don't. Are you on the same page?
2: Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I can agree with you this one, on this one, Will. Um, I see your point about the uh, the lack of maybe a certified star quarterback in Brock Purdy, but I mean the Niners have done this multiple years, making runs with a I if you want to call Jimmy G a slightly above average quarterback, um, and I mean Purdy for all the I guess shade he gets thrown at him for people just saying look at the weapons he has he's not really doing anything he he impressed me last weekend I mean he was he was moving he was improvising he was throwing with accuracy he I think he's a solid quarterback I mean I definitely don't think they can go back to Jimmy G if he comes back healthy I think I saw somewhere that he's a guy Brock Purdy for the rest of however long this run goes um, and with the Cowboys I really don't put a ton of weight into what they just did last weekend, um, or more so on Monday night, actually. Um, I just don't think that Buccaneers team was really that good at all um, on any side of the f- field. I just don't think that that was really a strong playoff team that you can look at that and say, oh, my God, they beat Tom Brady, Super Bowl run inbound. I just, I don't see it personally. I think this, this 49ers team is just really no holes for them. Um, and as long as Brock Purdy is in my opinion, he, he's doing enough, but he's, in some instances, he's even elevating this team, making plays with his legs, and, you know, he's doing the, the, the simple job of giving it to his receivers and, and his dynamic playmakers, um, and he's limiting his mistakes, um, and I don't think it's going to be a problem for for him and the Niners taking care of business at home uh, against the Cowboys. I got them winning.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think I've been very impressed by Brock Purdy, especially last weekend. He made some throws that were really impressive, and he he used his legs a lot more than I was expecting him to use. Um, I remember one play in particular where he ran to his left and then he ran across the field again. Ended up throwing an incomplete pass to Brendan Ayuk in the end zone, which was on the money. The throw was perfect, and Ayuk dropped it. But it was it was one of those plays that was like, well, this is a legit this is a legit quarterback, and it makes you wonder why he was the last pick in the draft. But I mean I I really think the 49ers are a really solid team and he is playing above average and I think he's playing better than Jimmy G. But Will, like you said that the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl in your opinion. So what is the strongest part of the Cowboys team in your opinion that really separates themselves from the rest of the NFC?
0: I think it's not so much that there's one thing. I think it's that they're they all around have very solid pieces. You know, you have Dak at QB, you have two solid running backs, right? CD Lamb's been really good. You have, you know, on your defense you have Michael Parsons. So I mean, given they're they're as we saw, they're lacking in their kicker position. So that's definitely one weakness that they will have to worry about. Um but they did sign somebody new. So um they signed Tristan um Vizcano to their practice squad. So I don't know if that's going to change. This is a
1: last resort just to yeah. make sure.
0: Uh exactly. In case, you know, we have another few mis you know, PATs. But I feel like it's more for them that they have pieces all around, and they don't really have, other than other than the kicker position, they don't have that one, like, okay, that's their weak spot. And I think that without those holes, I think that's going to get them to the Super Bowl. All
1: right. I, I feel like that is a fair point, but I see I see you laughing here, Joe. What What are your thoughts? Because I don't know if we're on the same page, but I, I feel like Dak Prescott's a hole on their team right now.
2: Yeah, I think – He's. I mean, I'm not trying to say he's an average or even below average quarterback. I think he's he's solid, um, but I think he may definitely makes a lot of mistakes. I was laughing because of the, he brought up Brett Maher and what happened last uh, Monday Night Football, and it's just funny mentioning the kicker position because on the other side, the 49ers, who, in my opinion, offense, defense, offensive line, defensive line, corner, every position are better than the Cowboys. Robbie Gould, the kicker for the 49ers, has never missed a kick in his playoff career. He's, he's 25 or 25, so <laughs> I think there's a clear advantage there for the 49ers if we're going to uh, hone in on that. But, yeah, I don't I don't see them making it past uh, this weekend, the Cowboys speaking. Um, uh, I mean, by, if any miracle they do, I think I could see a, a scenario where if you beat the 49ers, I feel like how can you not beat the Eagles? I'm, I'm guessing if they're going to... I'm having them to, uh, beating the Giants there, but I really don't see anyone actually in this NFC kind of taking down this juggernaut in uh, San Francisco.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see your point. CMC and you know Debo Samuel, and their George defense. Kittle, Nicholas, yes. I mean, they have pieces too. So I'm I'm not gonna discredit you at all or you.
1: Yeah, just watching Maher miss. PAT after PAT. It really yeah. makes
2: you. I kind of felt bad because it's kind of. I mean.
1: By the third one, I felt bad. And then the fourth one, I was like, did, <laughs> did, yeah. did this just happen again? Like, and I, I can't up, believe it.
2: Dak Prescott's mic'd up on the sideline just screaming, go for two, go for oh, two. Yeah. It's like, I just feel bad for the guy. Cause just lock like,
1: him out of practice at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I I felt bad for him by the end. It was.
2: The funny Jamal Adams meme where he goes in and tries to unlock Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's what I was, was referring to the yeah. thing where he can't
1: get into practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And the last game that will be on Sunday, this will be this will be happening before the Cowboys game, but this is the game that I'm probably the most excited to coming into this playoffs is the rematch between the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. This game, in my opinion, has a little bit of a weird feel because it was the matchup in the whole DeMar Hamlin unfortunate situation, and they weren't able to finish that game, which I was excited for that game when it happened in Week 17. Now we get to see it, but neither team looked very impressive in their first round victories. So let's let me just hear your, your thoughts, Joe, on both of those teams in their first round games.
2: Yeah, well, I definitely I'm not. You're right there. Um, both teams kind of faltered against. You know, they're playing teams with backup quarterbacks, so that's a little concerning. But I will say, when the Bengals made their run last year, uh, they did barely escape the Raiders. So I think you know this. They're not. Going to be looking themselves in the mirror, questioning if they can really do it because they have, they've done this recently, they did it last year. So, and and as the weeks go by, the days go by, I kind of I kind of see myself becoming more and more of a of a Josh Allen hater. I feel like uh, I think he's a tremendous. I think maybe the most talented, physically gifted quarterback in the NFL. Um, but he makes a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, uh, and. That can get you by. You can get past that when you're playing Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work against, you know, uh, a battle-tested and proven Bengals team. So, if they play, if that offense goes out there and, and turns the ball over as much as they did, like they did last week, I think I have the Bengals coming out on top in this one.
1: Do you agree with him, Will?
0: No, I'm gonna have to go the opposite way. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be. Um I definitely agree, though, that last week was unimpressive for both teams. I mean, the Bills started off pretty good, and then just as the game went on, it just started to get really ugly for them, and they, you know, in the end, barely pulled away. Um, But on the other hand, the Bengals, they also didn't really get out of there unscathed either. They both had really, really close games. And I think at the end of the day, from what I see, I feel like Joe Burrow, his ego is getting a little bit ahead of him. He's young, you know what I mean? And he's had, a, he's had a taste of success. He went to the Super Bowl, right? I feel like, however, the Bills also have a little bit of more playoff experience in these past few years. The Bengals kind of broke out last year, you know, made their way all the way to the Super Bowl. I think that also, yes, it's a bad game for the Bills, but I feel like they have those games. And I feel like they're not going to really have a stretch, where, in the especially come playoff time like it is now, where it's just they have that bad game after bad game. I feel like they're going to be able to look at what happened against the Dolphins and pull it together and
1: become that, you know, fourteen win team that they were during the regular season. I, I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Bengals, I think, here. Just just for the same reason as Joe though. Because I feel like Josh Allen makes too many risky decisions. Like we saw we saw it against Miami, especially in the first half when they started to make their comeback is he he threw a lot of balls that he didn't need to like he didn't need to make certain throws when throwing a, a huge deep shot down the field that got picked off got returned for about 50 yards throwing a couple balls that I was just very confused why he made those decisions and I I feel like if he continues to do those things against a team like the Bengals we're going to capitalize on those mistakes even more I feel like it's just not a good recipe for them
2: yeah, and you mentioned uh, the Joe Burrow ego, maybe, and I think maybe that's true off the field with his uh, questionable pregame attire, um, but I think Josh Allen might have some of that ego on the field with, like you said, some of the throws he makes, uh, where if you watch Joe Burrow, he's completely fine with, you know, third down, if it's not there, I don't need to force it, I'll take the sack, um, or I'll throw it away. Whereas I feel like with Josh Allen, because he's so talented, he feels like, oh, I can just make any throw, let me just run to my right. Sling it across my body and just you know it'll get there um, and oftentimes you know it does and and but sometimes it gets intercepted or he gets strip sacked um, and I could see this where I have it being a close game. I actually I thought it was going to be. I think it's going to be Bengals 37, Bills 34. So I think it's going to be a high scoring close game, but I could see a scenario where you know the Bills are driving late, Josh Allen, red zone, second uh latter half of the field, and he makes a crucial turnover because I think. Eventually, that's going to catch up to him. I mean, it didn't catch up to him last week, but when you're playing a experienced and you know just completely sound team in the Bengals, uh, you just can't afford to make silly mistakes like he did last week.
1: Yeah, he tries. He tries to force the issue just a little bit too much, and if it happens down in crunch time at the end of the game, it's it. That's their season right there. But I that's a game that I'm really looking forward to. I think it's also going to be close. I I'm I would say my score prediction is going to be probably 38-33, to 38, 33 maybe. I think that, that might be it, 38-31. It's going to be within a touchdown. Will, do you have the—I mean, you think the Bills are going to win, so what would your prediction be for the score?
0: I would say I'm not going to go as high-scoring as you guys. I think it's going to be still a decently high-scoring game. I'm going to go—it's tough. I think I'm going to go 30-27. to 27.
1: It's a tight game. So, On a game winning I mean, field goal? I
0: don't think it's going to be a game winning field goal, but it's definitely going to come down to the wire.
1: Yeah, it's I I'm that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. I I I like I said earlier, I'm really I was looked forward to it back in the regular season because I thought it would be a rematch in the in the playoffs and we're getting it now, so it's going to be very exciting. But before we wrap up our show, I just want to hear your guys' predictions for the rest of the playoffs. Will one of the big teams like the Chiefs or Eagles get upset, you think? Will any big storylines happen? And lastly, what are your Super Bowl matchups? So first, do you think there will be any upsets? I feel like the Eagles are the most likely team to get upset. But you never know because the Jaguars are hot and it's the playoffs. Anything could happen. So, Joe, what do you you think?
2: Well, I don't think the Eagles are going to get upset by the Giants. And I feel like if they're playing the the 49ers, I feel like the most I mean even though the one seed the home field advantage I feel like most of the money's going to be on the 49ers just because of you know just that roster on paper um i i obviously i feel like the kind of cop out pick is to say 49ers chiefs super bowl um but i, I kind of feel i don't know uh, like last year i'm feeling some of this Bengals momentum again i feel like if they get past past the bills i could see them you know they beat the chiefs this season they beat them in the playoffs last year why wouldn't they go in that game having just the utmost confidence that they can do it again so I think the Niners are going to come out of the NFC and I think the Bengals are going to come out of the AFC and I think that's going to be the Super Bowl matchup and if we're picking who's going to win um it would certainly be a storyline if Rock Purdy, first first rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl in his rookie season um all the while being Mr. Relevant um, I kind of like that storyline so I guess I'll have to go with the 49ers just for fun.
1: And then also what happens to Trey Lance it's, oh, Trey Lance! It's I a huge question. Trey
2: Lance is—I think he's—he's he's probably done. I'm sorry. I mean, he's—he's. He, I'm—I I'm, was a big fan coming out of the draft of Trey Lance, but when you have a rookie coming in and six and zero, seven and zero now since he started, you can't mm-hmm. just go, "Oh, we drafted this guy third overall." Sorry. Yeah. Back to the bench, Brian um, Purdy. Do
1: you do you trade it? Do you trade him? Do you have Lance the backup? That's. All stuff for the off season. have we'll to worry as about? As a Commanders so
2: fan, I don't know. I wouldn't be mad if he's on the trading block. Might we'll, we'll have to make a move there if we want like a fifth round pick, fourth round pick. We'll see. We'll see.
1: You need a quarterback.
2: We need somebody. But that's that's for another episode.
1: Yes. Yes. For sure. That'll be the off season episode. Will, what are what are your thoughts as the playoffs progress? I know Cowboys are your pick for the NFC. What's your AFC pick?
0: My AFC pick is, and I know you guys are not gonna like this, but I'm gonna pick the Bills. I'm gonna. I see them scraping by, as I said, and I think, I think they'll be able to really pull it together for that game against the Chiefs. I think, especially because I think we also didn't really talk too much about the fact that that Demar Hamlin thing. I think that's really going to drive them, and I think that's going to be the motivating force that I think they're going to get another scrape by win against the Chiefs. I actually, though, I think it's going to be a scrape by win, but I think it's going to be a little bit more than just a field goal. I think they'll they'll definitely have that kind of rallying cry just just for that final push to the Super Bowl. And so
1: my Super Bowl prediction is going to be Bills Cowboys. All right. I I I agree with both of you guys that the winner of the Bengals Bills game will make it to the Super Bowl. I think I think whoever is able to squeak out that win shows that they're good enough to beat the Chiefs and I think they'll have the confidence heading into that game to then beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are such a good team, but I I just feel like once once the Bengals and the Bills are battle-tested like they are, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be tested against the Jags in the same way as those other teams are. So I'm going to have the Bengals on the AFC side. I really don't know if I can go with the Eagles on the NFC side, As even as an Eagles fan. I'm I, i I'm going to agree with you, Joe. I think it's going to be 49ers versus Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win it, though, because I think what better storyline than Joe Burrow getting another championship? I, I don't know. So that's that's just my thoughts. So that will wrap up our show today and I just want to give a big thank you to the director of WFV Sports, Bobby Chafferdini, our producer behind the glass, Will Talent. So from Joe Masters and Will Jing, this is Matt Benson saying thank you for listening to NFL Friday, a production of WFV Sports.